and an optimal amount of stress will produce peak performance. Welcome to the True Health Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Lonnie Bagwell, stress, inflammation, and functional health clinician. And I'm your co-host, Bridget Spurgeon, metabolism and nutrition expert. This podcast is where we bring hope, truth, and inspiration for your holistic health journey. Because the world needs the best version of you. Hello, True Health family. Welcome to True Health Solutions Podcast. And I am your host, Dr. Lonnie Bagwell, here with... Bridget Spurgeon. The one and only uh, out of Mexico right now. And uh, as always, uh, we start off every one of our episodes talking about how we're connected to the topic um, that we're that we're going to be um, recording. And today, the topic is, as you already know, before you even clicked on it to listen or watch, is stress. And uh, and there's no shortage of experiences that we have, right, <laughs> when it comes to stress, because we're human. We're just like everybody else. Um, so I think we'll weave a little bit more of our experiences today into the podcast. Um, that way we can kind of talk it out and, and maybe kind of develop some ideas um, in light of our own experiences. Sound good? Let's I'm excited. That. Let's do this. Right on. Right on. So um, so as we get into this, so, and I think when we were talking about this beforehand, I think uh, I've taught, um, I don't, it's, it's in the hundreds for sure, workshops on stress and or in all the workshops at some point, I end up talking about some aspect of how stress impacts heart disease, cancer, diabetes, you know, et cetera. Um, but I always start off, I think the most powerful thing, in fact, when people ask me, um, I, I tell them, they, they say, what's the most important thing that I need to know about stress? And everybody wants to know right away. And it's why I'm so I get so excited about the stress workshop because it's the it's the time I can give the solution to that question right, and the question is what you know what's the most important thing, and the answer is to even know what it is. And I think that 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 is just the most important thing, and that's what we're going to tackle today on today's podcast is we're going to talk about what it, what even is this thing called stress, and um, because. How, as I perceive it, and after talking to thousands of patients and talking in front of thousands of people, is that people, it's, I, I just call it the ominous unknown. It's just, it's just this thing called stress. It has no structure to it. it has, nobody has an idea what it really is. It's an emotion, maybe. You know, it's, it's kind of whatever you want to call it today, and it can be something totally different tomorrow. And it's something totally different for you and something totally different for me. And as long as we leave it like that, we have no power over it whatsoever. And it'll continue to be the thing that it's become, which is the underlying cause of all 21st century disease. It literally is the stressors in our life, whether it's physical, chemical, or emotional stress, are the underlying cause of all of the things that everybody wishes that they didn't have, but we've never taken the time to name it. And really on the and next so two episodes, we're going to be talking about like being the CEO of your life and of your stressors and how you can, in a sense, like delegate out to your stressors and nurture your stressors and support your stressors versus those control you and allowing them to wreck your life. Yeah. Amen. And, and that's and, and then the name of the workshop that I teach is like, uh, is the key to performance at life, right? Is understanding what the stress thing is and getting a hold on it. And so, um, and so anyway, I think the first thing that we need to do is just go through and walk and talk through a little bit more about what stress is. And, um, and so very simply put, I guess stress can be broken into, um, four different categories, 
right? So you can have different types of stress. And then I want to actually go through a little bit of science. This might not be the easiest thing to do on podcasts, but I want to walk through kind of the cascade of what's happening inside your body. Um, and then we'll talk about how amazing it really is and how much of a miracle you are. That's really what today's episode is about. It's just about how much of a miracle you are right, in context of how you're able to do and uh, interact with life and experiences. And so, um, but there's four types of stress. There's, there's, uh, or four different kind of categories. There's good stress and bad stress, right? So, and, and most people don't realize, uh, you know, don't think a lot about good stress again, especially in the world today, the more negative stress and bad stress that we have, the more that's what we focus on. Um, but we're going to actually talk about on today's podcast about the other side of it really more so, which is that good stress or what's called U stress, like EU stress. And then, um, and then the other two categories are acute and chronic. So you can have good and bad, acute and chronic. And today's focus is more on good and acute stress. That's kind of what we want to focus on today. Um, and so, um, so I have this bell curve that we looked at beforehand um, that I don't think I can perfectly share right now, but um, that uh, that really just kind of gives you this idea of how stress plays this role in our day to day living, right? Whatever aspect of our life. And so and, and so the first thing I want to say is, is just simply that stress is required. OK, it's required if you're if you want to get out of bed in the morning, there has to be a degree of a stress response to the day. So the light comes up. It activate, you know, shuts down the melatonin like we've talked about in past episodes, right? And other chemicals start to kick in so that we actually aren't totally lethargic laying in bed all day in the dark. They're actually going to get up and we're going to put our feet on the floor, right? So we're talking, this is good stress. This is motivating stress, right? Because the alternative is lame and bored and boring, right? We live a boring life, right? But as our feet get up on the floor and we start to take off on our day, now our, those chemicals are kicking in place, and now we're going to start to perform at life. And so to varying degrees, we're going to have, you know, that healthy tension in our life. There's going to be, that's what we call motivation, right? We start to get focused. And, th- and an optimal amount of stress will produce peak performance. And I know that's something that you wanted to talk a little bit about, Bridget. Yeah, I've, I've really seen that in my life, and it's been really interesting how I have actually created it, how I have been intentional about stress for peak performance. And, I, you know, as I looked over my life, um, I, so I perform really well in stress. That, you know, that's one of my superpowers. I do well with stress. I can navigate it well, and probably that comes from the dysfunctional side of stress of, you know, in my teenage years, really just having like so much stress, like uncontrolled stress around me that I operated in this survival mode, but that survival mode still made me a high performer, which, you know, that in itself is a bit addicting, right? You get addicted to the, the rewards and the, the achievements and recognition and things like that. And so then I went into my adult life and living in America where I no longer had the like the negative stressors, and so I went down to that uh, to the bottom side of that bell curve, where then I didn't have the motivation, I, like the stimulation, like just you know those those endorphins and those hormones weren't being released, and I like I was in a funk. I you know went t- towards the depression side, and so what did I do? I set big goals, like I created my own stressors. 
And so I remember my first big goal was to do this ultra marathon in Africa. And so I imposed stress. I imposed even a sense of struggle and even a sense of misery into my life. It was self-induced. And it was, and then, you know, years going on years, I went to use that to become a high performer and the, the athletic performance spilled over into, you know, business performance and relationship performance and, you know, my health and like habit Mm -hmm. creation and things like that. So that was just very interesting now to look at that in hindsight and see how I impose stress on myself for high performance. I'm just kind of laughing on the inside right now because my story, like, you know, again, being a same thing. I mean, we we're kind of cut from a similar cloth, um, growing up, um, maybe some stressful environment that we didn't ask for. Um, but at the same time, it's like, how do I get out of this environment? How do I do something different than those people around me? Um, and so, um, you go through like that stage of like lethargy, you know, where it's cause you don't know what to do. You're younger and you're like, I don't know. And then all of a sudden you get a dream you get a vision, you get a kind of a a path. Right. And it's like, and I just remember, you know, with my family being so sick around me, I was like, I just made the decision. I'm going to be a doctor. Like I want to be a doctor and help people. Right. It's pretty noble. Right. Um, how am I going to do that? I can't afford college. No one, no one in my family can afford college, you know, like, so I better start, you know, playing sports. That's a pathway. I better get good grades. I knew that. Right. So I put tons of pressure on myself for good grades, right? And I'm going to say healthy pressure because we'll, we'll talk on the next episode. You know, you can definitely get unhealthy with these things. Um, and uh, and it's like I can't. I, so so the, I was I was like 13 years old. I was waking up at five o'clock in the morning to go lift weights. Like, why would I do? Why would a 13 year old ever do that? You know, and my mom would drop me off in the snow. You know, it'd be two feet of snow outside the weight room. And I'd have to wait 30 minutes because she worked third shift. So she'd want to go home and sleep. And I'd wait in the snow and, and I, like, who would do that? Somebody who is highly motivated. I set a goal. I want to go to college. I want to become a doctor. Um, and athletics and academics were the only two ways that I was going to get there. And so that was it. So started getting good grades and started waking up at five o'clock in the morning. Um, and so, uh, and so I'm here today because of you stress, good stress. Right. Um, and that self-imposed good stress. And, um, and I was just, ha- I had this picture of you, like I was thinking, like I've seen you here in the office, you know, regular days, kind of, you know, like kind of chilling and, you know, doing day-to-day stuff or whatever. And then, but then I think about the athlete that turns it on, like maybe I, I just pictured the starting line, although I imagine it happens before that, but you know, like when you're going into a race, cause you were talking about a race or for me, it was in the locker room. It's like, I show up to the locker room, it's hugs and high fives. It's no big deal. But if you took a picture of me, you know, before going out on the football field or whatever, it's it's not a, it's a, it's a, it looks like a, you know, a, a bomb that's about to go off. Right. Like it's just an intensity that just kind of kind of wells up, you know, over time so that by the time you walk out on that field, you're literally like a different person. Um, and my point in saying that is the physiological it's, it's a picture of the shift in physiology on the inside. Right. So we self-induce like I put myself in a different situation to get my physiology up to get it to the physiology that's required to perform well, right? Getting into state, we might call it, but it, but it's not just yep. a mental state. It's a full physiological state. You want to comment on that just for a second? It's exactly it. That paints a great picture of the difference between training and racing. So you will have better performance in a race 
due to the physiological effects of the like the cortisol and the you know the adrenaline and also because there's added pressure so there's added stress on it because you have crowds cheering you have a very specific goal and you only have one time to achieve it which is very you're a little bit more laid back when you're on a training day going out for a run you, you know your pace is lower your heart rate's low you know just mm-hmm. your environment is different and race day you, like that's when you're going to break make your personal best for, you know for your times and your you know strength performance things like that and i think it's the same in life or in even work performance let's say you're practicing a speech but then you have to give it on tv right mm-hmm. and 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 probably in that example you know we we can see that go two directions because you can also be overwhelmed by the by the stress and the pressure of that. And um, I don't know, have, have you ever like blacked out on TV, like gone blank on TV? I know I have. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. you know, we, oh, yeah. you know, we, we can certainly <laughs> shut down as well. And, and we see that hype, you know, we see that in the movies, you know, hot, like golfers mm-hmm. or, you know, they, they crack under the pressure a little bit. So certainly you can go, there are two sides of that, but yeah, uh, we definitely perform better with the pressure. Yeah. Absolutely. And so I want to walk through and just go through, I just want to go through as briefly as I can, what's really happened. I want to name stress. Like I want to give it a name. I want to give it an understanding. Um, because if we, if, if you get it, then you could do something about it. Like you, then it's something you realize that is far more manageable than anybody ever gave themselves permission to believe. And, and it doesn't have to be as ominous unknown. And it's, and it can be this amazingly good thing. Like we don't want to just all throw, throw all the whole concept of stress into the wastebasket. And so the first thing that typically happens, right? So you're sitting there getting ready for a race or I'm sitting there getting ready to go on the football field. The first thing that happens is we start to, you know, we're maybe we're visualizing or whatever. We think about the finish line. We're thinking about the battle that's about to happen and cortisol and adrenaline start to go up right? Well, when that cortisol and adrenaline goes up, it starts to draw our heart rate up, right? So now the heart rate's beating just a little bit quicker. And in order, and, and let me take a step back because I'm using a, a, a good example, but for people listening, maybe they can't relate to those exactly, but imagine someone breaks into your house, okay? Imagine that there's a bear in the woods, you know, on your hike and you walk around the corner and you see a bear, right? You need this response that I'm talking about right now. You need the cortisol and the adrenaline and the heart rate to go up in order to push blood to the areas that you're going to need it in order to be able to perform, right? So when, and and here's, and and to, to make that point clear, you don't need blood in your digestive system worrying about digesting breakfast as a means of survival during your ultra marathon, right? If I'm going to war on the football field, I don't need to worry about my body is not prioritizing digesting breakfast. It's putting blood to my extremities so I can grab and push and shove and whatever else might be going on out there, right? Um, same thing for, um, you know, for doing a, perf- a performance, right, or giving a speech or something like that. Again, the body is amazingly, it's, it's just innately intelligent and it knows what to do here. So it'll actually increase your heart rate. It'll vasoconstrict, which pumps up the blood pressure, right? So now you're ready to perform and your body's able to move things through your blood quicker, as is necessary, whether that's energy that it needs to move through the blood or maybe repair substances in case you really are going to war. Right. And it doesn't know the difference between the football field and the boardroom. Right. It only knows one amazing response to handle any of the stressors that are imposed. And then uh, and then speaking of energy, 
um, your body will start to dump glucose into the bloodstream, right? Because that's our quick source of energy. And at the same time, it'll increase our blood fat levels or our blood lipid levels because it's going to be ready in case you, if you run out of glucose, you have to still have energy because the bear is still running after you, right? The, the person is still in your house um, or you're only halfway through the race, et cetera. You get it. And so, um, and then at the same time, if you're, if you're going to have blood sugar in the bloodstream and it's, and, and you're not using it fast enough, then your body's tendency then would be to want to shuttle that sugar back into your cells, right? And uh, by using insulin, but your body will actually put you into an induced state of insulin resistance in this acute stress state. And you're thinking, well, insulin resistance is bad, right? But no, in this instance, and in, in the acute phase here we're talking about right now, it's perfect because you need that glucose in the bloodstream as much as possible and for as long as we can keep it there so you can have maximum performance. Um, at the same level, you, you, again, your body is not prioritizing, um, you know, doing higher math or remembering short term, uh, you know, things and, um, and concentrating. And so, and this is really funny because whenever I do this workshop out in the community and, and, I, and I go through this slide, I'll say, have you ever had anybody where, you know, they're really stressed out or maybe it was you, you're really stressed out. And if someone came up and said, what's two plus two, you would literally look at them with crossed eyes and say, huh? You know what I mean? Like, cause, cause when you're in that stress state, you're not doing, you're not thinking about two plus two, right? That the body just loses the ability to perform, um, some of those basic cognitive functions. Um, and then at the same time, again, your body's not worried in that moment about, you know, fighting a virus or a bacteria. So your immune system can actually, it might, it might acutely ramp up and then it starts to quickly right after that, it will start to ramp down because immunity is not a priority if the threat is a bear running you down in the woods, right? And so it's incredible that in, in a split second and literally a nanosecond, your body can go into the state to help you be in the best possible position to survive. And what we're talking about, this is literally the formula for survival. There is nothing better out there. I mean, there's no, I mean, again, you are a miracle and this is the equation necessary to give you the best chance at surviving comments on that Bridget. Yeah. It, it just reminded me too. like, you know, we obviously look at a lot of labs in the office and, and we looking at lipid, numbers and we you know when we see though you you're just talking about um you know mobilizing the lipids in the blood under stressful environments and you know when when we see someone's ldl is up or you know certain blood lipids up or, or their blood sugar up but it's it, it can be just up temporarily because there's been a temporary state of of stress and and that's exactly what the body needed in in that moment um, so just understanding that also about your labs and about your physiology. That's so good. Yeah, that's awesome. And again, that's what today's about. Is that like, if you understand what the stress thing is, you can harness it, right? You can use it for good. And then you learn how to massage your physiology, you know, to recover properly so that you can come back at it again today. And all the whole idea of, getting your physiology right so you can come back at it again today. That's all about being resilient and being a, a high performer. Whether you're a stay-at-home mom, CEO, executive of the local power company, you know, elite athlete or, you know, whatever, right? Or weekend hobbyist. It doesn't matter. We all want to perform well. And so whenever we're having the conversation around stress, we're always having a conversation around performance. 
And so the goal of today's podcast is to help people understand, like get, get excited about this thing called stress, right? Get excited about, you know, be, get excited about how amazing the body is to be able to handle acute stress and how you stress or good stress um, can actually help us achieve all of the things that God's put on our heart and our dreams. Um, and just, and everybody wants to end the day, you know, well, right. Well, understanding this and embracing it and feeding this process is how we do that. Right. And so and, and that's why I love stress workshops the most, because it is truly foundational for optimal living. Right. If we want to see 10,000 families live extraordinary, we're going to have to embrace this. Yeah. So it's so it's identifying where you're at. Right. And so. If, if, if you want to perform, if, if you need more performance, if, if you have to up your level of performance, it's, you know, where, where are you at in that, that spectrum on that bell curve and what do you need to put in place to get to the next level? And there are some situations where it just depends where you are on it. It's sometimes it's on the rest side of it. And then sometimes it's on, okay, I need to impose a structure, a goal, um, a new a new habit. I need to take myself to that next level. Amen. And that's what we want to help people do. Now, everybody, now I'm going to say not everybody, but most people listening are saying, this sounds awesome. This sounds amazing. Um, but what about all the, all the bad stuff we hear about stress? Like what about all the, you know, what happens when, why am I on the other side? And that's what we've reserved to talk more about on our next episode. Right. So we're going to get to that here shortly. Um, but we want to talk about that next. Um, so anything you want to say parting uh, this this episode before we uh, jump into the other side or what we call the dark side of stress? Yeah, let me, let me just add in a strategy that I talk about mm -hmm. a lot and something to be aware of. And it's the concept of hormesis, which is imposing yep. small amounts of stress on your body to improve the way your body adapts to stress and the way your body performs. And so an example would be because we, we've really created a state of comfort in our world. Like we think about that just with temperature regulation, right? You know, we have AC and we have heat in our buildings and our homes and our cars to, you know, to, so we stay at the state of comfort. We wear shoes. So our, our feet are not, um, you know, not hurt by, by the sticks or the rocks or the pavement, uh, you know, or the earth outside. And so we've, just, we've created such a sense of comfort that it actually dulls our survival instincts and, um, and, and that strength that we have in our body. And so the theory is that if you impose the small amount, so maybe that is taking a cold shower to help your body adapt to that stressor, mm -hmm. Or, or maybe that is um, fasting, like going without food, because that is a stressor on the body. So you're imposing it on a small amount that can be exposing yourself to, to dirt and to microbes. So you're, you micro dose it. So it teaches your body, your immune system to adapt to it. So it, it's a way that we adapt and we can also mm -hmm. expand our comfort zone when it comes to stressors. My husband says all the time, like, you know, Bridget doesn't have a comfort zone, but part of that is because I grew up in, in large amounts of, of stress. And, and then I've put a lot of stressors into my life where, where now I've expanded my capabilities, my, my skill sets, uh, my immune, so, you know, everything is just expanded because I've incorporated these small stressors in, into my life. So it's being, being aware of those and apply, applying those regularly. 
I love it. And I just think in a, in a society that's becoming more and more avoidant um, as a first line of defense against things, um, you can see why we're becoming less and less resilient, right? Um, but if we're willing to embrace, and I, I'm just remembering the Stoic saying, you know, th that I can't remember who it was because I don't study the Stoics, but I know it's one of them. And they said that the path is through, you know, it, that nobody ever said the path is around, right? The path is through. So if you want to be better over here, then you have to get from direct as directly as possible from point A to point B, um, you know, the path is through. And so, um, so anyway, that's awesome. That's a great strategy. And, and really, and, and as we get into the next episode, all of the strategies that we would use to recover from the, the effects of chronic stress or bad stress um, are going to be the same strategies used to, uh, you know, to continue to do those things to support a healthy, acute response to stress, as well as that good stress, which is what we're focusing on now. So, um, so if that's something that anybody is interested in, you want to learn more strategies um, about how to overcome the effects of bad stress, but also fuel what we talked about today, which are the effects of good stress, then make sure you stay tuned for our next episode. Thanks for joining us today on True Health Solutions Podcast. Make sure that you click to subscribe. Also, go to our website, www.truehealthcharlotte.com where you can download any resources related to today's show or any future shows. And lastly, if you search for True Health Center Group on Facebook, you'll be able to join our free health community. We look forward to seeing you there.